Bodies. Yes. <laughs> oh, that's really what it's all about. Ironically, it's all about the body. As you know, with as you, yeah. each spark of infinity is one of these costumes. Mm -hmm. oh. mm. Wow. Then why would I ever judge another? Jesus, that just blew that one right out the gate. Yep. Uh, Why judge myself? Yeah, it's very innocent, I guess. Why commit malevolence against myself? That's the bigger question. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Why the harm myself? Yeah. Yeah. The logic is flawed, and it's people are going to be waking up to that pretty rapidly. Karma, karma can be um, a good, pristine mirror. Um, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and it's like who? Are we, and then it's like who am I, right, to blame? Who am I to judge someone's dance with her? At the same yeah. time, unless I like to create funny little karma glitches for myself. And as I say this, I, I, I'm calling the ignorant part of me out that still experiences it because it's so innocent. And so, and so somehow not judging the self for judging the self at the same time. There's two core parts to what we're talking about right now that I want to hit the tennis ball back on. One of them is 2,500 years ago, top Delphic maxim written on the Temple of Apollo at Delphi, two words, know thyself. Why? Why did they pick know thyself? Well, because as we talk about how can you commit malevolence when you know your true nature? Why would you ever take this and begin hitting your, <laughs> your yeah, yeah, yourself? Stop like, hitting yourself. <laughs> yeah, it's exactly. exactly. <laughs> You're hitting yourself. My cousin oh, yeah. did that to me when I was a kid. They would take my hands and hit me with them. Uh, and they'd say, why are you hitting yourself? Exactly. It was really frustrating because I wasn't trying to. Yeah. I didn't know. <laughs> I didn't realize that they were me, just, just revealing to me a microcosmic fractal of what I'm doing on a universal level <laughs> until this moment. So now I'm grateful for them, for their teachings, even though I wish they would have done it in a nicer way. So that's their own karma to deal with, <laughs> making their little cousin hit himself. <laughs> but at the same time, it's very innocent. And who's to say that that was... Anyway, I'm going off on a thing. Another way Can to an, an, another way to phrase it is to say that getting out of your own way is in itself both an illusion and yet it is also the 
psychology, the conditioning, the ego, the not knowing yourself, the ignorance, being behind the veilless veil and not knowing that true nature. And so getting out of your own way means deconditioning yourself from your psychology, from the ego, from the behavioral patterns of self-dealing, service to self dynamics, that when you don't know your true nature, that those are those cores that light up. And then the other part that I just want to mention quick is that you said the dance, each one of us has our own unique dance with the infinite that we're going through. And could it possibly be that every single one of those dances is just already ineffable perfection and just zip and hmm. nice type thing? Yeah. Could be. I mean, there's nothing, there's nothing there. That's the thing is like, oh yeah, it's all words. Let's call it that thing. Cool. Let's call it any word other than ineffable perfection. Let's play that game and see what happens. And then when you realize that words are just words, then it's like, oh, what's the word for the thing when we're not trying to like pretend, we're not trying to pretend it's like, oh, let's dress that thing up in a, let's call that one a that thing. Let's call that one a that thing. There comes a time where it's like, um, oh, what happens when we stop trying to play the game of like calling things and see what things are without words? Yeah, I think, I think as a collective, it's kind of like the scientific, the Western mind is is gonna have to come to a place of like, okay, cool, we we tried that game, the word game, <laughs> <laughs> and then it's like a, a word that helps point me back to what's beneath my 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 human, the toys, the human toys of the words when I'm not playing those games is like, oh, ineffable perfection works to direct me to the fact that yes, any word that I call that and then call that, that I create automatically a gap of a gap of perceived separation in between, but really there is no in between. And, you know, you could call it really a lot of words, but ineffable perfection works and it's also important i think to explain why we call it that because some people have a hard time with that word because they're like things are not perfect yeah because there's war and poverty and stuff like that yeah, yeah. and so there's there's a couple components here so first is is that it's mission critical to understand that the analysis of form infinity as science does is absolutely amazing and incredible and really mission critical for planetary flourishing. Mm -hmm. And it's what enables us to have what we have right now in what mm -hmm. we're, we're doing. And also at the same time, it's completely not being synthesized at all with spirituality to the extent at which when it does get synthesized with spirituality at a deeper level, it will understand the fundamental salience, the poignancy, the very paramountness itself of awareness, of consciousness. And then, then it will be able to become, and infinity, awareness and infinity. And as it does that, then science and spirituality synthesized will be able to ascend together in a more harmonic way, which right now is 
already incredibly happening, but is still, there's too much dissonance that's still creeping around people not knowing themselves as impersonal shared awareness or even knowing that they share the same fucking source and thinking that they're just a yeah a finite same, like oh creature. yeah we share the same earth let's start there <laughs> oh yeah mm -hmm. yeah so it's very simple also when, we, when it goes back to oh yeah where do we all come from yeah yeah, it has to it has to be the question has to be asked the deeper questions that's how you get to the realization you don't get to the realization via being stuck in the nine to five economic machinery grind and then randomly out of nowhere being dropped the golden nugget of realization that it takes this seeking impulse, which is literally your lifeline to the creator, it, which you already are, your seeking impulse is what is the, in a sense, the absolute GPS callback as Bintinho Masaro has been saying. And it is literally your most sacred, most divine aspect, which is the, the self-inquiry, the Atma Vichara, the very process of asking yourself, what is I? What am I? What is my true nature? And then getting yourself to these answers and what you said a moment ago around ineffable perfection is really important because you have to understand it's ineffable perfection and it's perfecting. You will never be able to get away from that second part of perfecting. You can't mm -hmm. just say it is perfect being. That's the whole you can't point. Exactly. It's always simultaneity. It's perfect being and it's perfect perfecting. It's yeah. becoming. That's why Heraclitus said 2,500 years ago, Panta Rey, everything flows, while Parmenides said all movement is an illusion. And so you bring the two together and you recognize that war and poverty are, yes, just like the Taijitu. You have the monism and you have the dualistic yin-yang in it. So war and poverty are the creation of ourselves in order for us to have contrast, in order for us to perfect away from war and poverty. Exactly. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Yeah, ironically, the more we accept what feels the most shitty as ineffable perfection, the more it blossoms, right? No mud, no lotus. Very classic. Carl Jung, Carlin, one of my favorite. I love this one. I throw it around everywhere. Everyone should know it. The deeper a tree cannot branch into heaven, lest its roots reach into hell. Only to that degree, right? And so really it's just like, oh yeah, uh, breaking news announcement. This is a PSA for the Planet Earth Collective. Um, <laughs> it's all a paradox. So like the thing of like this versus that, right? It's like, can't it's like oh yeah that one so this has been an experiment of like oh what does that look like to pretend to like try to make this versus that and it's like oh yeah poverty war all that cool how do we remember it's all paradoxically together part of an ineffable perfection oh it already is that cool <laughs> so then that keeps doing what it's doing and already and it's just more efficient so it's like really like if we all understood how efficient the process of global civilization healing uh you know 
whatever we're trying to do that our heart our heart is like hey that hurts when i see that person hurt hmm. it's like oh what does that really mean oh we're one okay cool that's why i love this person right so then we can get caught up in our fight for the world but then make a bad guy out to be the thing that we have to conquer that could be cool. like that's part of the ineffable perfection right that's that's you know somehow that's doing whatever it's doing and it's also like hey i have a theory that i've experienced miracles through applying which is that the more that we realize the underlying unity that has been forgotten in the creation of the perception of separation manifest as human suffering the way to really heal that is to come to terms with the wholeness there beyond our mental ideas of it right uplift the mental ideas within us self-responsibility we cannot point the fingers outside right self-responsibility so we heal that we heal that projection of the perception of separation through taking self-responsibility to no longer make the world something bad that way we can approach the world as what it truly is as as ourself right all coming as all seeds coming from the same father mother universe sun earth beyond even source and then like okay cool and then we become um anyway you can I, I, I made this why would i ever be a victim to what i made it's a stupid limiting belief that is being eradicated from civilization because we recognize that we designed our own fucking escape rooms we designed our own fucking labyrinths you know and so that's yeah. where like you said there's the self-responsibility portion of the awakening i'm the fucking designer of my own labyrinth and so it's a beautiful process for me <laughs> to go through the labyrinthless labyrinth mm -hmm. um and there's also, like you said, the holism heals, realizing the undercurrent of unity, also becoming aware that creation is, in fact, the most efficient vehicle for intelligent infinity to play with planets and civilizations and people in costumes and the dynamics that happen between them. It's the 101. The 101. <laughs> it's the 101. It's like, oh, creation works the best. Perfect. Keep creating. Knowing that you are creation. That's how it works. It, it creates. It's creation. So want to align with it? Want to make it, you know, want to honor the, the creation? Um, yeah. Quit pretending that you're not creation. Yeah. Become, mm. uh, just Nisargatata has this great quote. He says that you are the source of infinite possibility. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then there's so much compassion, like at the same time, for where it's not, doesn't feel like we're the creator. Right. For the, for the, for the, for the part of ourself that we may perceive, you know, the human collective that we may perceive to be not in the realization of their true nature. There's such ineffable perfection. And it's like, 
so then because the whole thing is really love and relentless compassion the likes of which hardly any humans have tasted so we're bringing through a very masculine approach which i love it's because it's the men, the mind is necessary we have to learn what the fuck our mind is doing <laughs> we have to learn what what our mind is doing and then we and so the, the real thing is just to empty it out empty the mind of like learn to to trust that there is a source for our experience and any place where we are identified where we're experiencing things that feel out of alignment right there might be some thought we picked up along the way that has kind of lodged itself in our brain and so we learn to do the work of like the very simple work of like even here even with all these thoughts even with all these feelings i'm still ineffable perfection which kind of relaxes all these beliefs that believe they were anything else right and then the brain kind of becomes empty clear which humanity is terrified of that's what the, the ego fears the most right because it feels like existential death right the the infamous death of the ego but it's only relevant you know what the, the the it's also like it's part of the picture what it does in my experience is it creates a open transparent channel for more energy to be um able to be experienced brought through the physical vessel more 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 energy to be felt right there's also some like feeling the immensity of human suffering involved while having a, enough clarity to not pretend that it's not there to pretend that we can resist it right enough clarity to not pretend we can resist the immensity of what we're actually all sitting here together in <laughs> <laughs> and then in that is like a radical compassion that um that yeah is just here to love in a very simple way at the same time love everything love everything and and be the like let right i did not come here to teach you i came here to love you love will teach you so there's something very humbling about the way that the feminine dimension manifests as this earth and as the body and as the human family and as the smud that demands from demands for me she humbles me <laughs> she brings me to my knees and i say i'm so sorry <laughs> how could i ever be so arrogant I, how deeply i love you yeah <laughs> yeah it's it's the full realization of that undercurrent of unity at the experiential degree of prana of the very life force itself which <laughs> that's this, the science that we have yeah, that's the science with the and, and those are the two being merged together that's when science and spirituality also get the chance to really be able to have incredible sex is yeah, yeah. At, is yeah, at there. yeah <laughs> because because yeah. re, really they 69 already but the, okay, 60, right the like the shirt but 69ing gets most intense with science of spirituality when they recognize that what is 
explained by prana, the very 20,000 of these breaths per day as life force is the very incredible analysis of form infinity that we've made on the planet with science where we say that those 20,000 breaths per day literally come from the photosynthesis of phytoplankton and trees. And so the level of interdependence is you cannot exist here without the insane interdependence on this beautiful feminine mother earth energy that fractaled you out as a secretion for you to be able to know and experience your own creation it's fucking perfect she's so beautiful and sexy and juicy yes yeah we've been in a drought psychically a psychological drought due to our disconnection with her. Like she is it. Oh, nature is God. Oh, everything's a miracle. <laughs> oh, wow, it's so, it's so beautiful. Oh, wow, there's so much abundance here. Um, and even then, when we when are perceived what we think we need, we've been taught by the culture that put us in the box, put us behind the screen, that put us in the classroom, that put us in the perceived community, perceived government system, etc. When we kind of um, realize that all those things that we have been sold to believe um, would be really good and fulfilling to like try to get, when we realize that like, fuck, that's not working. <laughs> then we grieve that I find there's like, there's like confusion. And then there's like, the mind's like trying to hold on to something. Right, so a lot of people right now on earth, mind is confusing, what do I hold on to? What side do I defend? What side do I go against, right? <laughs> what, you know, what, what do I do? And- Because uh, they don't know it's their own creation. Right, yeah, yeah. And, then, and then I find that it's like, yeah, so there's a sense of lack that we're fundamentally, uh, there's a fundamental assumption of lack of I need something. There is. there is. Yeah. And then when nothing's there and you grieve it all and you like, and it's like, fuck, what do I do? I'm, I have nothing. Like, whatever happens, whether you get crucified or fucking you lose your girlfriend that you were in love with or, you know, you, you realize that the drug addiction isn't good for you, whatever it is, it's like, or even just a very simple, um, who the fuck am I? Like, Okay, I know who my parents are, kind of. Like, I know what people around me that I grew up with are doing. Who the fuck am I? And something happens where you're like, fuck. That's actually the greatest gift where we realize the most abundance through the gateway of loss, perceived loss. And then in those moments, it's like, what really matters? What really matters when the whole world is seemingly in a frenzy right when the whole world is in war and poverty and sick and fighting itself and you know whatever the thing is what what is it really bringing us back to what is really 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 actually important then what the fuck are we doing what the fuck are we doing what are we looking for and then it's like okay the mind it's good it's good the mind let the mind keep whirling 
let it do its thing. Eventually, it exhausts itself. And then when there's nothing to hold anymore, because you realize thoughts are not real things, and that all of life has been ran by a filter of thoughts, making stories about reality, then you realize, oh, wait, the earth is fucking abundantly gorgeous. Here I am connected to her through my breath. And it's so simple. And I'm so abundant because I am the infinite. I am alive. And everything is here with me. And sometimes we have to be pushed to the brink of ego freak out in order to have that ego dissolve and realize, oh, that was never real. <laughs> and it's uh, the most beautifully heartbreaking, complex, deep, dirty, and also uh, simple and innocent and playful thing ever. Because it's all of it. And that's how it works around here, apparently. So the humor is essential too. The simplicity, like, oh yeah. <laughs> the humor. And I love I love that you know what's up with that. And I'm sure you've also been through your shadows, right? Through your through your journey. Through your so I'm curious. Could you share a bit maybe about one of those moments for you? I don't know if you've already shared on this show, but I'm I love how you bring up suffering as that greatest gift. The drill sergeant of awakening itself is this gateway of perceived loss, like you said, and that is so fundamental that we have this assumption of lack and we have this mind toiling us around feeling lack and feeling like these thought clouds are so essential and that then we become liberated as we become more of the witness and we become less absorbed in the actual thought, emotion, perception, sensation patterns. It's incredible because as we sort of take that back seat, becoming aware of awareness itself, we also recognize that our source is shared, awareness is shared, that this is but one of our creations and that we have an endless amount of exploration to that we've been doing that we're going to keep doing and that's the beauty that's the beauty of intelligent infinity endlessly expressing itself as the leela the divine play and humor by the way the whole humor and causeless joy thing is something that although i could say although i could say that a lot of my sort of satori the sort of micro satori was in the middle of last year and then the like macro satori was at the end of last year and at the beginning of this year so although i could say that my like macro level satori had happened maybe even like a month or two ago i still hadn't really tapped into the just pure causeless joy and imperturbable peace and just giggle fest <laughs> uh, that and that's why the humor is so essential and whatnot and and so people people have been messaging me the last like you know month or two and they're just like you know 
what's what's going on? Like, okay, okay, <laughs> Mister, okay, Mister Satori, why are you so fucking serious? And and that was you know my response, okay. and my response to them was that you know I really only broke through into the giggle fest like a week ago. You know? <laughs> <laughs> because because what what i what i did <laughs> because because what i did a week what i did a year ago <clears throat> uh, if people only knew how much how much debris that alleviates people only knew how important it was for our planet for us to laugh more yeah and the the thing is is that <laughs> Uh, when people we? look at what was the trajectory for me and they come up with that understanding of like, why, why are you so serious? Well, in, you know, in 2020, I had to go 80 hours a week, nonstop hardcore uh, on the seeking impulse for me to pierce that veilless veil and to recognize my true nature. And so a lot of my content around that time and even into kind of early 2021 is like it has a fairly serious edge to it um and and so you know humor and you know causeless joy is your true nature but in order for you to really unlock the lockless lock of that the <laughs> process leverages seriousness in the form of earnestness to know your true nature the most yeah so that would be my little answer to that was that i would say you know earnestness was my biggest key and that's why, you know, Nisar Gatsda also says earnestness is key Sadhara Mishwar as well, that there's basically an endless supply in, in a sense of people that know their true nature. There's a lot of people and there's a lot of direct pointings, yeah. but there are very, very few discipled, disciplined disciples and that's, that's the key. So a disciplined disciple was yeah, the key for me and that's why the awareness is so important that we're bringing in giving the option hey here's the thing it's not really a thing it's actually the thing beneath all the things but you kind of need to make it all about the thing beneath the things to realize that there was nothing else ever to make it about and we kind of have to yeah, so you just so where did that earnestness come from? Because that's that's the that's the thing. And also simultaneously, it's the causeless joy and the fuck it, let's just play on earth thing at the same time. And so a lot of people are overly serious about things that are not founded in reality. And also the way that the polarity of that swings is they therefore we love to, you know, we have an impulse to just play naturally in no thing land in giggle fest but it's all too serious to do that right but the problem is we're not serious about the actual thing we're serious about the illusion of a thing when you're really serious about the actual thing 
then you're serious about something that is completely not serious at the same time because the seriousness that we're conditioned to think it's all about is some time-based construct of something that we have to get to and then we forget what is already always here that which is already always here which is why they call it the lila or the play because when you're really present um play is really the best word that speaks to what is what what is happening there's no agenda in the illusion of time and yet simultaneously to play so we're here to have fun and enjoy the earth simultaneously we can't enjoy it to the maximum capacity unless we become relentlessly earnest and real all the way with all the places within us where we forget how free we already are and yeah and then simultaneously in the play the authentic joy right the causeless joy also comes through as some uh, authentic impulse to serve how do we serve the people experiencing war and poverty because that is the most blissful thing to do when you realize that you're the whole universe and how fun it is to co-create in love with so much to love it's like oh we're infinity how can we remember and expand our consciousness around all the places we've resisted we've been taught to other and therefore in that embrace of the whole we get to expand our infinity loveness even and realize it's inherent already infinity loveness even more but in that perceived tension of contraction that experiential tension of contraction there gets to be a really epic experience of awakening this would be a good time to also explain the little banner that people see right now which is buddha plus atlas which is as we've been discussing that what happens is by learning your true nature what you do is you undergo this sort of nirvanic giggle fest and, <laughs> and there's so much energy there just waiting yeah and Maybe. then and then inevitably you also, as you ascend, you also weave your realizations terrestrially as Atlas in the sustainable development goals and all these other types of things that we've been we've been mentioning. So oh, yes. and that and that's why they're ultimately one. Buddha and Atlas are ultimately one. And that going you can't be buddha without being atlas because then how well do you actually know your true nature because you know if you knew truly although all is illusion you would know also that the experience in the dream can be accelerated by your will and choice to assist the other expressions of yourself in the dream and then you can't go on the atlas side without realization because what happens is even though you think that you're s 
serving the sustainable development goals, you're doing it from person consciousness. And so you can't actually serve for bringing a billion people clean water on the planet if you don't actually know that the other people are yourself, that, you're in, that the employees and the team are yourself, that the people you're serving are yourself. You, you don't, you're, you're going to always have something where you feel like, why don't I, why do I experience suffering? Why am I doing something of the sustainable development goals? But why am I still feeling like in my relationship with my significant other that I'm feeling anger arising? Well, that's because you don't know your true nature because you haven't studied yourself as the eternal impersonal sky of awareness watching the clouds appear and disappear. But that's, so that's what the core is really, it's always a synthesis, Buddha, Atlas, science, spirituality, monism, dualism, always, always synthesis, synthesis, simultaneity, always. Yeah, yeah. and that's the whole idea of the Holy Trinity, really. Um, yeah, there's, and so that's, yeah, there's so much there, right? In order to serve as fully as possible, we have to become empty enough to be vessels. So simultaneously, the, the more, it, the less it's about us, right? The more we realize how empty everything inherently is, which is something not only hard to grasp, but impossible to grasp. <laughs> As long as we, as soon as we get comfortable with the discomfort and begin to kind of build some relationship of knowingness with the unknown, <laughs> kind of like, oh, okay, I know I can't know. Um, there's, there's like, there's simultaneously, yeah, so then it animates the humanity in service to the humanity. It makes, it makes the full human be able to come online. When the idea of the human is not there, the full human comes online, which happens to be a whole collective, a whole superorganism that we are <laughs> all vessels for. We're all vessels for this energy. But in order to efficiently, efficiently generate the most beneficial energy for self, we must do so for the collective and vice versa. I really see the vessel as just a channel for one energy, right? That we're all constantly symbiotically feeding. It's it's right the 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 infinite sixty nine that's happening, where we are breathing in the air, we are breathing in the universe, we are breathing in life, we are breathing in God. Simultaneously, as we're doing that, it's breathing out into us, and then it's breathing us in. But we are actually that air. We are actually that life. We are actually that energy. And this is actually a, yeah, a really powerful meditation that catalyzed some good things in my body. It, it woke energy within my, as I was meditating on, uh, I'll just share this story, I guess, since I'm, I'm in it. This is, okay, so I'll share about a powerful experience. One of the first sparks. I was and just so people know that when people undergo this process, know that you're listening to yourself tell a story. Just recognize that aspect to this process that's happening right now and really enjoy 
the nature of you telling yourself a story. Tune in, pay attention, give love and respect. It's you sharing a story with yourself. Mm -hmm. So just for your references, as you do this process with those that are, sh are sharing, you're listening to yourself. So please, I'm really pumped. Let's do this. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, so it's, it's a beautiful thing to share a story. It's a funny thing. But um, yeah. as long as it's not victimization, right? So don't create the space yeah. for victimization stories. Create the space for stories around self-realization and the good. Right. These, yeah, yeah. Okay. So, so the story started off in this way, where I was a sophomore in high school. I was curious about <clears throat> things, so I asked about Kabbalah to my uncle. He had studied Kabbalah. He taught me a Kabbalistic meditation, a non-dual Kabbalistic meditation where you meditate upon the God within. As you breathe the God within, you exhale the God without. So this, this character this was 15 years old, a sophomore in high school, and had a, one of those grumpy fights with my parents. And totally feeling like a victim they were feeling like you know i was uh, my parents and my mom says why don't you go in your room and calm down and meditate like you learned <laughs> and i got quite triggered by that how dare you i'm very much enjoying feeling that this is all unfair <laughs> i will not meditate no especially not because you asked but i did it something within me was like oh what if I got over myself and did that? That might be a good idea. So this, this character did that. And basically as I was going into my body and feeling with consciousness, right? Going and feeling God on the contemplation of God, on the contemplation that I am God, that what I am breathing in is me. And you trace that down, you breathe it in through your third eye, right? All the way down the spine and you fill up the whole body with the love light of the self, just consciousness, right? Because consciousness is designed actually to leak out outside. The blame gets put on side, put on the outside. As soon as consciousness turns inside, there can be a contemplation, a remembrance that this is all inside. That everything is actually inside right all we have is our own consciousness and but that must be experientially realized that everything already inherently is then it doesn't you don't have to, you don't have to really try to get to the place <laughs> <laughs> oh my god so Long story short, something, as I was going down my body, I felt the tingle. I felt the tingle of light going down my spine. And I was like, holy shit, this is magic. What, this is, something's happening, right? The science of consciousness was revealing itself to me in the laboratory of my own beingness and body. And something sparked and uh, yeah, I almost left my body, I got too scared. Everything flashing lights around me began to leave my body. 
the no would be on the other side. So I used my thoughts to bring myself back into the perception that I exist as a separate being in this body. I used the weight of my thoughts. I, I thought and I thought to bring myself back because it, I didn't trust the unknown. I didn't know actually what would happen. And usually it's, it's good things happen when that, those, <laughs> that happens and you get to realize and experience more of who you are beyond the perception of what is being experienced within the 3D vehicle that is currently being actually physiologically transformed to allow more energy through, right? Epigenetics are unlocking. We're going through a metamorphosis at this time into butterflies, believe it or not, humanity. And that is something I'm very excited about because it really is the whole body. The, the body is the universe. When the body, when consciousness wakes up in the body, when the cells begin to wake up, no longer be contracted, right? Consciousness is brought inward. We find that the body contains infinity. Through it, we find it's a magical like thing through which it's a holographic projector device that um, miracles are worked through when one is abiding as the fucking relentless knowing of who the fuck they are as Christ consciousness. And it's also a very tender thing to explore what the body needs. So there's this aspect of the solar, the solar consciousness. Like, oh, I'm actually infinite energy. I'm actually the sun. I'm actually, I'm light, right? I'm pure light. There's like this fire of fucking purification and transmutation that lights up the kundalini, whatever you want to call it, that burns away what's not true, that can withhold anything and only burns what we are not. Anything, just life just scorches us and it's the purifying fire, right? And then there's also the medicine of the water and, uh, and it's really beautiful that there's all these self-care movements happening, right? Wholesome memes, right? Um, mental health awareness. There's like simultaneously nervous system regulation, trauma-informed work, mm, you know, grief work, grief work, all these. And then there's like the reclamation of like, okay, so now that, so how do we come out of the cave now in this day and age and embody what it means to be fucking animals playing on our big mama Gaia together in a way that's very loving rather than accidentally violent due to our in ignorance that we are only harming ourselves. And how do we embody that through embodying the resonance of the celebration of the joy of the vibrational permission of showing the possibility of what is available without being making the other team wrong or without making an other team to. And so, yeah, that's the thing we were talking about is like the more the more full of truth you are, the more joyful and playful you are because you realize there's only this moment that anything that's ever trying to make anything happen is not an efficient way to actually experience the best possible outcome in this reality, right? There's something deeper that already knows what it's doing, that's playing through all of us. And then here we are, the more we play with it simultaneously when we're really enjoying it and playing with it, 
yeah, it's just a paradox that unites the paradoxes of like relentless freedom and ease and mercy and innocence and like the most badass fucking um, full embodied service. Um, but it's changing the way we show up to affect the world, right? Rather than a world we have to change, it's a world that's already inherently perfect that we're here to play with and let our love guide us beyond the illusion of like, oh, I love this person so much that I have to change them. <laughs> Simultaneously, somehow it's the love which unifies the perceived nuances of the different paradoxes of the separations. And it's like, how can I work with the process already happening of constant perf perfecting itself, everything, and just let that happen through me? So yeah, I'm just, I'm just in, I'm just laughing right now to my inside myself about the fucking paradox of the like relentless earnest seriousness and the complete ridiculous cosmic joke. Yeah, giggle fest like, plus earnestness merged into one. Yep, because it's so real what we're doing right now. I just feel such a burning, um, you know, such a burning. You know, it's the passion. You know. I feel a burning desire for the world to know what is possible now because I love my human family so much and I acknowledge that they are a part of me. Simultaneously, how can I be the medicine by embodying the unity consciousness that has been forgotten in the illusion of an external world that was really only my own creation to, to just fucking celebrate? I like how you said in that last bit, you had the Kabbalah non-dual meditation as you were growing up is already like huge. A lot of <clears throat> teenagers in modernity getting access to something like that is mission critical in the global enlightenment pedagogy. So, you know, just just a little meditation on recognizing that even right now, taking our slow inhalations and exhalations. And this is why so many of the mystics talked about silence being key. Slow everything down, go all the way back to Patanjali 2000 years ago Go back to yoga, chitta, vritti, nirodha, union with God, with the absolute, is simply the cessation of the fluctuations of mind itself. Calm it down and then use the breath and feel into the actual uniting on each inhalation and exhalation with the absolute inescapable divinity that you already are. And I adore that. And to bring that to teenagers is perfect. And I love that. I love how you talked about the alchemistry that's happening, the very metamorphosis. That's why Johann Wolfgang von Goethe said that light prismatically refracting into the visible light spectrum and the metamorphosis of the caterpillar to the butterfly, those two phenomena are proof that the ultimate educational lecture belongs in the artist sphere of work. So light prismatically refracting to the visible light spectrum and 
metamorphosis of caterpillar to butterfly are proof that the ultimate educational lecture lies in the artist's sphere of work. That in itself is motivation enough for us to realize that our nature is that process endless. You will never come to the end of all of the different ways that a caterpillar becomes a butterfly and you will never come to the all of the end of the different ways that we put musical notes into a song or that we color a blank canvas with art or that we put together images into a movie or we combine food into a recipe or we vibrate vocal cords to make languages or we modulate a screen. Yeah. With Let the kids create. Never come to the end. And so enjoy what eternity slash infinity actually is and enjoy that you are that. Yeah. You, this fireworking is the absolute and yeah. just relax into the very nature of the fucking beautiful fireworking itself. Mm. It's the best thing you can do for the planet. I promise you. Mm -hmm. I feel very passionate about the teenager thing. Obviously I had an awakening as a teenager, which was quite challenging, but also the thing that actually kept me going at the at, at like a flaming heart of purpose was born in that suffering. The seed of purpose was buried in that suffering. In this, I was so I was born and raised in high school in Palo Alto, California, in the Silicon Valley tech hub of the world. It's supposed to be the best public schools. The people there are wealthy and smart. Social media just became a thing. I got to witness firsthand what it does, how it takes us, makes us even harder of a process to realize what is actually here in nature. It makes it a lot harder because we confuse, we get into even, <laughs> uh, anyway, that's a whole nother story, but I got to witness the firsthand effect of that on my body, on my experience, on my experience of disconnection from the world around me. I felt completely disconnected from my environment. Had to turn inward because nowhere I looked for outside would um, give me a feeling of connection or validation or feeling seen or understood or loved. So I had to learn to meditate basically and I'm so grateful. Um, but yeah, it was quite challenging and now we have social media so now we have the internet, so now we have thoughts spreading and spreading and spreading. So now it's like figuring out a way to make this be revealed as simple and non-intimidating. And like, because it changes everything and it's so massive and yet it's so mundane and it's not the enlightened group that has it and the non-spiritual people don't get it. It's a love that includes and makes it safe for everyone to feel um, somehow, yeah, to, to communicate the true heart and the spirit of whatever this is. Um, yeah, to let children know they are loved, to let the teenagers know they are loved, that they are love, that they sh should, shall, are loving, creating the love and the, the, to be oneself is to be creative. And, and and I'm so passionate about that. So I'm right there with you. 
because I forgot I didn't have people around me to remind me I was love in high school. And that fucked me. And it's fucked so many humans on this earth, you know, and it's a, it was a beautiful fucking. Luckily, you know, I was privileged. And, and at the same time, I've experienced, I've experienced uh, how difficult it is to be raised in this day and age with the onset of, you know, social media, technology, all the world crisis. It's such an important time more than ever to really learn these practices and even deeper than pure mindfulness and yoga, uh, what is actually the root of yoga? What is actually the root of meditation? Like, can we just go back for a second and just honor for a second where these teachings came from and what they were pointing to? And yeah, so I'm excited to be on this journey of getting to make this less intimidating for people. Exactly. That's exactly it. And you mentioned that as you were going through as well. I'll loop back to that in a second, that you have these words like yoga, which means union in Sanskrit, or mysticism, which again means becoming one with God or the absolute. What are you uniting yeah. with in yoga, yeah. with God, with the absolute? Yeah. And so what have you forgotten? You've forgotten that you are already that. And so what are you doing? You're just going back through this veilless veil and communing with your true, perfect, divine, fireworky, fractally nature. And to be yourself is to be the art that you are. And then embodied, living your life. And then you mentioned this 3D to 4D in the law of one and in many of the other metaphysical maps is a understanding that if you look at the human as a evolutionary step, where is the human evolving toward? Well, the human is evolving toward going away from the limbic, primal, self-dealing, finite, egoic, condition, psychology, identity form, layers of onion mm -hmm. to what it's going toward <laughs> unlocking the heart chakra that fourth the green the love light unity connecting point yeah. of this is all one heart many hands one heart manus multi core unum and so under that process e pluribus unum out of many one and out of that process, what do you get? You get enlightenment. You get awakening. That is what the traditions point to is unlocking that heart chakra, recognizing oneself as that firework of infinity, recognizing everyone as that firework, their own unique artistic embodied firework of infinity coming together as an enlightened civilization to maximize prosperity, maximize abundance, maximize harmony, well-being, all of those good things. And like you described, there are these architectures, there are these fundamental aspects to getting people from that yellow to the green from the 3d to 4d and you listed some mental health awareness stream entry trauma shadow grief work mentorship creating these little spiritual trampolines and these landing zones all this type of stuff and it has to be it has to also have the piece of self-realization right like you said the buddha and the atlas have to be together so there's been an interesting movement around um, being wary of spiritual bypass and 
dealing with like not using spiritual ideas to dissociate more deeply and separate ourselves more deeply from our humanness. And that's the piece that I love that you speak about. It's like the inclusion, right? The true non-duality, true unity includes everything. It includes the shit. It doesn't raise itself about the shit. It roots into the shit to grow the fucking garden of heaven on earth um, and embraces our whole humanity. And it, it is all merciful love that embraces our whole humanity and really is here to humble us, I find. Right, it gets really, it gets really so the infinite, the way that the pure nothing that is everything has the most fun is like, hmm, so it's chilling, right? Chilling, pure chill, pure beyond chill. And then it's like, okay, how do I get into the nittiest, grittiest, create the most like nonsensical, uh, twisted illusions of separation experienced in the body and and exasperated by the suffering of the mind stories about what is felt in the body <laughs> held in place as a perceived reality by the mind stories on the original impressions felt within the body the impressions of discord that is the greatest teacher of our true nature which is beyond all sensation right and then the greatest thing for that thing to do, right? It realizes, oh, I'm beyond all this. And at the same time, it knows this. That's why it came here to forget. So we can't negate the suffering. It has to be an inclusion um, of, of the whole human experience. And it has to be that everywhere we are, I'm already that. I don't have to get anywhere, right? It's okay to be content. And that's the greatest. It, and I just love continuing to hammer it in that the more we allow ourselves to be content and be truly free, the more efficient we can simultaneously be in helping more of the world become content. Because we are embodying, creating that. We are embodying that state of the creator, knowing ourselves as a creator, as creation, knowing there's nothing to to, to grasp that will make us content ever on a superficial level. Therefore, it's the inherent satisfaction of being the creator, creating, knowing there's nothing to hold, but everything to keep giving. So there's no trying to stifle it by trying to have it all. And it's the greatest satisfaction for the infinite to do is to find itself in the places that most forgot that they are that and to get into the little juicy details. And so now this is the part where we're getting into the juicy details of like the body and like the stories and like, and how it's playing out on the human, the co-created human masterpiece art project of like all the beautiful flowering expressions of different indigenous cultures and modern political spheres and technological advancements and somatic understanding and creative blossoming it just gets to be really exciting because we get to infuse into and uncover continu continuously uncover the unknown we're pioneering the unknown we're like it's like it's like okay if maybe once upon a time we were like hey chilling at infinity we let's go into the perception of the universe right lub dub lub dub mm -hmm. and then as and then as souls we do that into the earth and now we're doing that as a collective Again, 
into the next frontier, right? The next dimension, if you will, the next stage of evolution, if you will. Um, our destiny for embodiment, universal realization of what's already here beyond the perception of time, which when we open up to um, moves, moves. Yeah, I love I love you bringing it back to the slowing down because it's like the, the paradox that the more we slow down, the more we connect to Godspeed. The more Godspeed can move through us. <laughs> the more we tap into the place from which creation comes. And then we're not wrestling with what is, we're creating the new that's already being created through us. Rather than distracting ourselves, thinking we're creating something new, but we're actually not embodying the place of creator realization from which creation is already naturally happening through all of us as one creator. And uh, so, yeah, I'm excited to create like, oh, wow, what happens when we create and we all realize we're creating together, actually. Not only are we all creating together on this planet, we all created together this experience. We are the earth, we are the sun, we are the universe, <laughs> we are the creator, we are the water, we are the air, we are, we are the trees. So I'm just excited for this chapter in the human evolution game. And I'm like, yeah, and, I, and I'm humbled by the amount of love that it's calling me into and the amount of bullshit that it's bringing up in me and the amount of mercy that there is and permission here within this beautiful earth in the paradox of it all to just fucking live my life and enjoy being everyone together. Yes. So <clears throat> I would take everything that was just said there and I would basically call that post-realization. Like you have to get up to the place where you go beyond coming and going, where you go beyond creation and destruction, where you go beyond everything and nothingness, where you go beyond birth and death, beyond that, beyond that to just the ineffable perfection that that is. And then you realize that truly. And then, only then can you really understand what's happening in terms of the creation that we're going through. And then you can be your unique firework, but until the point that you realize that you are the absolute beyondness period, and then, then, then you can come into your cool little firework and the entire creation experience that we're going through of the mud and the lotus flower, which is cool. But, but to, to know that first and then get to what we've been talking about post-realization is really important. You are that which never comes and goes. Yeah. You are that which never opens and closes. Mm. You know, there's, it's, there's right. just one, the heart, and that is this. This is that. So, you know, period. Yeah. Just sink in, relax in, as was said a moment ago. Just slow down. Stop the fluctuations of mind to the point 
of where you talk slower to the point of where there's more pause between the words so that each word that is delivered can be of greater God, love, light, perfection. When you talk too fast, it is harder for it to be a precise word of God's love light because you are talking too fast because you feel like there's something to do or something to say or something to prove or there's some lack or some need. It is harder to find the right, precise God's love light word when you're talking faster. So slow yourself down to the point where you really become aware of the profundity of observation itself of witnessing itself of awareness itself recognize just like in your dream at night when you simulate out awareness and the reality this is that this is that you've simulated out awareness you've simulated out a reality for Leela, for the divine play, endlessly, you will be doing this, but you are beyond doing this. Enjoy. <laughs> Enjoy. That's a good wrap. Yeah. Perfect. Perfect. Beautiful. First of many of these. That was, I love that tennis. The tennis between the Adama and Atlas costume, the I am really enjoyed it. Yeah. <laughs> I love, we got to so many good things. There was Giggle Fest plus earnestness. I love that one. So good. <laughs> Yo. <laughs> so good. Oh, it's so it's so it's so uh, touchy. I still feel the the touchiness of the giggles because uh, we have to be so serious about what's happening in the world, which is why it's very important that we giggle so we can really address it earnestly, rather than as some show, some this thing we're doing when we're actually disconnected from our authentic thing that's wanting to actually earnestly happen, right? So authenticity is a nice word. Also, where can people find you to follow online and whatnot? We'll put the link in the bio below. What's the best place to follow you? Yeah. My Instagram is at source scribe. And such, a good, such a good Instagram. Great. I'll add that in the bio. And my website, um, which I, yeah, I haven't like fully launched, but it should be good enough to go is www.adionai.com. Hell yeah. So pumped and for. I have YouTube too. So find me there. And we'll put that link in the bio below. So we have website, Instagram, YouTube. Also, I think that we will be a good 
collaborative partner with one another on helping uh, Adam's YouTube channel prosper because he's looking to interview more awakened and enlightened beings and share their experiences and awaken more people around the planet, create yeah. the butterfly effect. And so Absolutely. let's, let's feel free to send him DMS of, you know, of recommendations and of, uh, by the way, this platform is really good for you. This is called StreamYard. It's yeah. so simple, just yeah. like what we did literally just sending out a little invite link, right? And then all you do is you just switch to this view and then you select the channels you want to broadcast to. Amazing. And it's so simple and easy. Cool. And so, yeah. yeah. So, okay. I have one right. more question actually for you. Go ahead. Because you were doing a little interview show, right? You had simulation or you have simulation. You are doing an interview thing. But it, it came from, I didn't get too into it because I've always been more into like what's deeper than the mind, what's coming through me. But then you have people that are like doing really cool things with the mind creativity stuff on the earth in your in your old simulation thing. And now you're like, and I've just been loving seeing this like, oh, cool. Here he goes into this thing. Great. Where are you at with how it was before and what it is now? What's your what's the objectives of simulation right now? Because there's been a bit of a shift of prioritization of topics, it sounds like. Yeah, it's just the caterpillar turning into the butterfly. That's all. That's all it is, right? The four years of what this has been has turned from, you know, I'm going to interview, you know, a person a day because I want to know my true nature. I need to know what's going on in science and spirituality and the nature of reality and consciousness. I need to know. And now it's, dude, I figured it out. <laughs> it was around my neck the whole fucking time. And so now it's like. I'm excited um, to, to, to merge the worlds. I'm excited to see you do that and to be a part of that, to see what happens all around us with that. that. That's the anchoring terrestrially of the realizations. That's what's meant by Tantra. That's the Atlas portion exactly. of Buddha plus Atlas. So the Adi Buddha. Yeah. The, the, the Adi, look, the Adi, Buddha. Adi Buddha, it's, uh, it's the Yabiyam. It's, it's the Buddha with his consort. Yeah. Right. The eternal cosmic love making perfect of masculine and feminine awareness and uh yeah we're so grateful for this episode and we're also very grateful for our our audience we would love we would love to hear from you in the comments below on how you feel about the episode let us know what you think also like the video it helps the algorithm. Also subscribe if you haven't. Also share the video with people that you feel like this would resonate with. And I would actually love it if you guys loved the video. I personally. <laughs> I would love it if you loved it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And also check out the links in the bio. Again, go and give Adam a follow on Instagram and also on YouTube. And check out his website soon as well over there. And that's all. I'll go ahead and end the broadcast and then we can stay in the studio and chat a little bit. Mm. Okay. Thank you. Thanks everyone. Yay. Wee. Giggle for plus earnestness. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>